drop that knowledge on you. I could not make this shit up. With Kev Nash. Oh, Hercules, Hercules. And DJ Killer Kev. Uh-oh. Let me tell you, boys, you can't make that shit up. The inside. Real deal. Straight up. Are you crazy? Hottest <laughs> stories from the world of hip-hop. This is ludicrous. It's the big boss, Rick Rose. What up? It's your boy, Young Jeezy. This is 50 Cent. Sports. Some of those dogs were the most incredible dogs I've ever seen. And what's popping in the DYT. I couldn't make this shit up. I couldn't make this shit up if I tried. I'm sad that I lack the talent to make this shit up. Here's Kev Nash DJ Killer Kev. Back at it again. You can't make this up podcast. Kev Nash. DJ Killer Kev. You sound different today. Yeah, we got remote access today. We had to step it up in, <laughs> in, in, in dire need. We had, to, we had to resort to the next level. Next level, man. Well, uh, what happened, Pimpin? Man... A great night ended horribly, man. It was uh, a DJ last night. Uh, big shot to Trial Class in '96. Had a great time with them last night, man. The, that was like a dream set for me, man. It was just heavy '90s. I got to go so many places, and it was just rocking. It was cool. Um, we had way too much Jose, <laughs> and uh, you know it was it was just a good night. And uh, shout to them for having me. You know I'm a I'm a, I'm a young pup to them. They my OGs, so it was nice to turn up for them and just see how everybody doing. You know, for, for their 20th reunion, that's dope. So then, <laughs> ah, the, with the good comes the <laughs> dot dot dot. <laughs> As I'm packing up and leaving, you know, I've been riding my old whip. I got a 2003 Honda Pilot with 310,000 miles on it, so it's definitely not a spring ticket. I mean, it's a it's a, it's an old lady. But I loaded it up, man, and uh, went to take off, and no takeoff. So no lift to, off. Man, I had to get that joint towed to the crib because I didn't know where I wanted to get it towed to. So I'm about to tow it again somewhere. So that was kind of not really a waste of a tow, but it was like I didn't want to tow it to a place that I didn't want to, want to fix it. So I got to find out where I needed to go first. So right, right. I'm about to do that double tow thing, but you know, hey. This life, you can't make this up. You cannot make this up at all, man. Damn, that sucks, man. Yeah, man. Hey, what you gonna do? Yeah, man. I know all about the uh, no car note life. It's a great life to have, man. I, I one day I'm gonna get back to no car car note life. <laughs> the one, the one blessing is, is I'm off of work, so you know I'm still I'm just every day here anyway. So mm-hmm. The issue is the wife getting to work, so ah. that's the. That's the issue. I'm off for a couple more weeks, and I'm grinding this thing out. So, you got any gigs in the meantime that you need to get to? Yeah, yeah. I got I got a, a wedding on the 15th. Oh. <laughs> yeah, man. So we got to get something together in the next two weeks. So, Life of a DJ, man. Even when yeah, you're off, man. you ain't off. Yeah, man. Yeah, you never stop working, especially having three kids Ooh. and a wife. <clears throat> it's real out here to feel. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I worked all weekend. I'm just <laughs> all hey. weekend, man. Shoot, was out at uh, grind time. Grind time, serious. Uh, for Bays don't may not know, man. In Ohio, like it's serious haunted house season, man. Like once the calendar switches over to October, man. Working at the station, we we heavy at haunted houses, man. And uh, recently, stations really picked up doing nightclubs. So I've been doing a lot of nightclub hosting on the on Fridays and Sundays. But on Saturdays, we've been at the haunted houses. So we'll be out in Wilmington. We've been down in Middletown. And just like any other haunted house, man, these places are in the middle of nowhere. So it's a lot of driving, 
distances. You know, the Wilmington joint is like an hour away. You know, so you got to drive an hour to work for like two, three hours, then drive an hour back. And those roads, man, like you see deer just chilling. Like you see the high beam, <laughs> they eyes is beaming right at you. So, so you know oh, what I'm yeah. saying? It's say uh, 55, but you better be going more like 35 so you can see what's going on out there. Right. My mom stay out the way. She stay in Union, which is like North Inglewood. So depending on if you come in from like the airport, you can take them back roads, all country road, and it'd be like, you'd be driving like, you really be sitting up. With the yeah. Like. <laughs> 100%. We got another one coming up. It's called the Haunted Backwoods out in London, Ohio. For those that may not know, man, we uh, tape our pod from Dayton. And, uh, you know, we're about an hour away from Columbus. And London, Ohio was like 10 minutes away from Columbus. <laughs> so, like, we going all the way basically up to Columbus to do a broadcast from a haunted house, man. Haunted houses wow. are crazy out here, man. So, yeah, that's I've been... Had- as Khaled would say, that's for free, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That time is for free, right? <laughs> Man, look, look, they got to pay me to go out there, boy. Exactly. <laughs> Everything costs. Yeah, definitely no free rides over here, man. But we got to give a major league shout out to our new partner, Gym yeah, City man, Podcast, yeah. this man. This is great. This is great. Yeah, got to shout them out. Izzy Rock, man, is actually a Meadowdale graduate. And I got a couple people from Meadowdale. Um, so, yeah, we linked up with him. So, they're going to be hosting our pod from now on too so you know we got the partnership with demarco and bars and beyond of course you know we made it to the itunes lifestyle stitcher uh tune in and now we done made our way to the gym city podcast so definitely you can find us out there on gymcitypodcast.com so salute to them yeah man that's great news man we gotta support each other in this in this grind so that's dope absolutely man and I, i'm glad you hit on our keyword man support on friday before i went to work man i stopped by down by uh Therapy because they have an event for Mo, R.I.P. Yeah. Mo Beats. And uh, I was just recently reading a post from Dawn, his uh, wife, and uh, talked about the turnout was extremely low, which is, for me, it's like, damn, like, you know, that's Mo Beats, man. And, you know, we saw so many people come together um, for his home going service. And then, right. uh, you know, I stopped down there about nine o'clock. I could only stay for like about 45 minutes to an hour before I had to get back to work. But uh, to find out the turnout was only like about 40 people is sad. You know what I'm saying? There's no other way yeah, to say it. Tough. I think, too, man, I saw, like, for real, like, well, me, I, I was working. That's, that's my excuse. But <clears throat> I saw people who were, like, you know, not really getting the post. But the, the people think Facebook is, like, the go-to. Right. And, and for some, it is. But for others, they get on there once a week just to you know, see what everybody's doing. Like, it's not like a a daily, all-day thing. So people could have missed the post. So you That's know, a fact. Some some of that some of that was on there. But, I mean, all in all, that, that definitely, you know, Mo did so much for the city, man. And they're trying to raise some money for, you know, for a foundation and, and, and scholarships and, you know, things, things that Mo really cared about. So we got to really, you know, figure out a way to either go fund me or PayPal. Like we got we to gotta help out and, and and the ultimate goal was to honor Mo and raise some money for a good cause. So we got to now and then now we got to just push the ground to get people to you know donate and, and help out this cause. Why is that you don't think though, man? Like why do you think that people's go to is strictly social media and they think? And I'm not taking knocking them for posting their stuff on social media and everything like that. But why is it that social media is like the end all be all? Like people think that if you post it on Facebook, 
uh, Instagram, Twitter, everything like that. The world should know about it. And then when you get a bad turnout, it's like, damn, well, I told people. Well, did you really right. tell people? Did you right. did you do that hand-to-hand flyer game? Or, exactly. You know what I'm saying? Or even just getting out and just barbershopping at, you know, beauty shops and, you know, the malls and, and just really just getting, like, I think I think the old school approach is still the most solid because it, being a DJ and having to do this from time to time for events that you're, I really care about or are my events, you know, I, I try to make it personable. Like, you know, like I, I want you, mm-hmm. like like Kevin, I want you to come to my to my to my night. You know, Phil, I want you to come to my night. Like, but I I, I don't want it to be like the group the group text where everybody can tell you just copy and paste them throughout the whole you know phone logs. So, right. I I think I think with Facebook, man, like it is a helpful tool, but use it as a tool and not as a foundation. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think that's. That for me is 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 I see what you know. My DJ career is based off of good nights where I, people had a good time and someone in their family was getting married or doing something, and I want that guy that was at my cousin's thing. Right. We call my cousin. Like that's how my life has been in this DJ game for the last probably four years. Steady. You know, like that's that's the one thing that I mean. I'm blessed to be able to take off. 12 weeks from, from work, not getting paid, but still be able to keep the lights on. Right. You know? And, and, and a lot of that comes from me just being personal with people, getting to know them, inviting them, you know, just, I think that that whole just post it on Facebook and tag a hundred people. I know for me, if I get tagged to something, I immediately <laughs> remove the tag. I was just about to say that too. <laughs> I immediately remove it because I'm not the one that's pushing your event. You want me to come to your event. So don't like take tail off of my 5,000 friends. That's how I look at it. Now, if I was being asked to be a part of the event or I'm DJing it, or that's one thing, you know, or if, if I really rock with you and got a relationship, that's one thing. But you tag me to something, I'm removing it immediately. <laughs> like, so what are the rules on that? Build a relationship. Like, have that foundation to where when when DeMarco posts something, yeah. I want to share it because we got a relationship. Right. Like, we, 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 you know, we we, we friends. We we talk. We've we we've held a conversation. It ain't like just because you do music and I DJ and we've crossed paths. Now I gotta share everything that you want me that that you're trying to push. Right. Like that's not the relationship. That that's not how I handle business. I think I'm more old school in that regard. Like some some, some people use it as like traffic for they. You know, I'm gonna go to Killer Kev's page to see what's popping. You know, or go to, <laughs> Go to so and so's page and see who's talking about what. You know, for me, I mean, it, it, it's more of a you know, just something that I like to do. <laughs> you know, right. Like, for me, if I'm pushing something because I want to do it, I'm not about to just help you push something and I don't even know you. <laughs> yeah, man. I've I I used to feel bad when I removed the tags from people, but then like I would get so many. Yeah. And then I would go to my page and not see anything that I posted. So exactly. it's like, well, let's go and ahead I, and remove tag from like a thousand of these. And I use my page for, you know, my kids. Like it's really my personal page, it's not just like a, a business page. I do have a business page, but it's never really caught on like my personal page. Mm-hmm. It's hard to it's hard to move five thousand people to something and have them all get over there quickly. You know. Right. Like this is Facebook been around for a long time, and you 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 
gather these friends over time, you know. So, like, like again, everybody's not on there seeing who got dropped and who who they need to re up. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> you 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 drop somebody off the squad, like they might not even know, right? <laughs> For a minute. Yeah, man. And uh, speaking of dropping somebody off the squad, man, we got to talk about Meek and the game. Now, Game yeah, dropped yeah. a major diss record, the Pest yeah. Control joint over the yeah. Ooh beat. <laughs> now, now Meek responded on uh, Funk Flex on High mm-hmm. 97 up in New York with some bars, like six minutes of bars. Yeah, it was bars. It was dope. I liked it. I liked it a lot. But like I told you when he was talking about it via text, I was like, yo, the bars was dope, but the cheerleaders got to stay at home. Why yeah. is that, man? Why do dudes have to feel like when they perform it's got to be a hundred niggas on the stage when they they yeah. at, at the radio station it's a hundred niggas in the background doing your ad-libs like if unless they helping you write these bars unless it's the producer your, your manager yo you don't need to be there bro right like that's that's a tough one because my question more so is why do you want to be that guy that's in the background <laughs> like like niggas put on they fly as fit just to be the guy in the background pointing to the pointing to the to the to the to the, to the lyrics, you know, like moving their body like 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 they're rapping, <laughs> or doing the gun you, motion when you say yeah, something about. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, why did you want? Why is that even cool for for people to want to be that? Like, there's other ways to be. You know, you're friends with with Meek Mill, obviously. So the people people that know you should know that. Like, the world don't need to know that you meet Bill's friend. Right. Like, you wanna be famous. You know, you wanna be you wanna be in the front row instead of in the third. So I don't that's that's I don't know why why people are on that, honestly. That's just me. But I mean I And it ain't even this it ain't even just like this generation. Like this goes back no. oh, yeah. like the Wu Tang clan. Now I am oh, yeah. a I am a Wu Tang fan forever. We'll always be a Wu Tang fan. But it's like, all right, man, it's already nine dudes in the group. <laughs> now right. y'all got a hundred more on the stage. Like, I don't even, like, I don't even remember all, who is who half the time. <laughs> all of, uh, all of them have to probably have invited fifty people. You know, twenty people. <laughs> you know, like each individual person has to have some friends. They're like, yeah, it's cool. Come on. <laughs> like that shit got out of hand back back then. So, <laughs> I, I mean, even like the St. Lunatics, I remember. Like I can remember that. With Murphy Lee and when all of them was just kind of out there, it, was uh-huh. like just, it just seemed that when they were doing shows, you couldn't even find a person that was rapping. Cause there was yeah. people on the stage. You, like where I hear Murphy Lee, but where he at? I don't see. You know, like <laughs> I can remember those days too. So yeah, I mean, man. People, people gotta gotta get better goals in life, man. <laughs> I'm not trying to be the ad lib guy, bro. I'm yeah, sorry. Man, you gotta, you I'll try to spit these goals. bars myself at least. <laughs> let me be. Yeah. Let me do the hook. <laughs> Cause I, but I think too. Like I even think back to like me and Tone relationship too. Like me and me and Tone, you know, initially it was dope to be friends with somebody that was famous. Mm-hmm. So like, you was taking pictures all the time. Every time y'all was out somewhere, like you was kind of just fanning out to that lifestyle. Like, like this is dope to be a part of this. Right. And then they get reached to a point where like now you really are friends. So it's like we don't have to just pop pictures all the time, but. And the lifestyle that he lives, it's like everything is dope. Like he really does. He say it all the time. He says, "My life is dope. I do dope shit." Mm. And it is a fact because I'm everything that he does is like every day is fun. 
Every day is full of laughs. Like every day is just what you would want. Everybody dreams about at 35, 40, you know, whatever years old. Like, motherfuckers happy. Right. <laughs> Bottom line. So it's dope to like really be a friend with somebody and just see everything that all the opportunities that he's working hard to get and, and receiving, you know, but like the whole, the whole like being in the back in the back of the picture when we on the red carpet at the BET Awards, like like that wasn't that wasn't the goal for us. Uh-huh. That wasn't that wasn't like yeah we on the red carpet with you, but we cool being behind the camera and just watching you do you like and just seeing everybody and, and having a good time that way too. Mm-hmm. So, so that's got to be a dope life though, man. Like like you said, like dude makes people laugh for a living. Yeah, all day, and he he don't walk into a room and. No matter what the vibe is, like people gonna be smiling and laughing before he leaves. Like, and it, it, it might not even be like I'm about to just go be funny. It's just like, why y'all so down in here? You know, he might say a little one liner and just break the ice. But like, you can just see how rooms change when he come in. Like people, and he's 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 so genuine. Mm-hmm. People really, people really flock to him, and they're good people. They're not like you know trying to get over on him or like he always weed those out. You can always find those. He travels so. Much. Right, but but to see him just mingle and be him everywhere, man, it's like that has to be the dope life. Like, <laughs> it has to be. But so so far through this whole Meek Mill uh, game, Beanie Siegel thing, did you hear a uh, text on podcast with uh, Beanie Siegel? I got a couple of clips of it. I didn't listen to the whole thing. Yeah, you got to buckle down. It's like two and a half hours. I know. That's why it was like I. Can't. It was a daunting task. <laughs> right. That's something I'm about to do on that 4 a.m. wake up. I'm just wide awake. Well, basically, uh, Siegel was just basically saying, like, they, he had issues with Meek in the past, and he was kind of more or less using this opportunity to get closer to Meek to try to school him on game life in general. And then, you know, he coached him through some things he would say in the actual first disc record he made to game. And he basically coached uh, one of Meek's guys through his his verse, too. You know what I'm saying? He jumped on the track and said his little two cents or whatever. And uh, Siegel was just more upset that, you know, he got them hands put on him at the uh, Bad Boy show by some of Meek's goons. And he's cool with some of his goons. So it's like, yo, you going to make me put hands on somebody that I love and it was just like an old head talking to one of the newer generations. And it's just thinking about this, like this is basically spans three generations of hip hop. You know, yeah. it's like you got a late 90s guy with Siegel, early 2000s with the game. And now you got this generation with Meek. So it's this hip hop beef spans three generations. And you don't normally see that. You just normally see those generational people beef or make diss records about each other. Right. So I was just trying to see what you thought of the bars, really, because that's what I'm here for. I'm here for the bars, yeah. and I'm here for the memes. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> he even said that in rhyme, I remember. Like, yeah. Like, something about, I'll, you know, I'll be the memes, you know, still getting 80 a show or something today, <laughs> somewhere in that regard. But I... I listen like I, I, I okay. I tuned into the meek shit thinking I'm about to hear this dude for a little bit and just tap out because I know he just it's over for him. You know, like, 
But as I'm listening, it's like, okay. Yeah. Okay, because, you know, like, back, you know, Meek, Dreams and Dreams and Nightmares, and, 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 and the, the hits he had in the club, man, like, whew, like, those still get me hyped. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so for me to be like, I fuck with them records, but it's like, that time and space is now in a box, locked up, everything after it, I ain't been fucking with. <laughs> so, the, but to hear him spit for like, I think it was like seven minutes. You yeah. Know? It was just like, yo, he is rocked. Like, he's spitting. But, like you said, with the with the show behind him, and like... <laughs> that that takes, takes away from yeah, it. Yeah, that takes away, man. That that hurts the cause. Because, like, if you just came in there, like, black teed up, he had money on the table, you know what I'm saying? Like, if he just came in there and just spit, it would have been like, okay, I, I can respect me. He's still out here spitting. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, when the game came up to the Breakfast Club, it was just him and his manager. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's always, like, I even look at it from a, a different level. When Whenever Smoke comes back home, he's not bringing everybody and their mama with him. It's, it's you and him. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I, it's just always weird to me when people do that. Right. That's, that's the one thing that... <laughs> it's, it's weird when people have to, like bring the Birdman squad with them wherever they go. Like, like, just be you, and people will respect what you're doing. You know, whether you, like, if you won't speak that shit, like, you can't be scared of being in New York with mm-hmm. people versus 50. It's like, you was talking that shit on them tracks, so <laughs> if someone was to pop out, you'll just deal with it, so that's just, that's just the kind of person you are. That's what, that's what you're telling me. Yeah, but then when you show up with with seventy five people, with the you know Birdman squad in the back, it's like, come on, man! Like, so really, you just talking that because you know that if it go down, I got some I got some goons with me. They ain't gonna even touch me. <laughs> like, that's the crazy part. Like, you got the young bulls, as they say in Philly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So I uh, recently. Um, got into. I'm starting to get into audiobooks, and the first one I've used or read uh, was the Angie Martinez book. It's called My Voice. Now the joint is like about seven and a half hours long. Man, I started listening to it. I finished it in three days. That's crazy. Yeah, man. That, that might be my lane because I've never have been a book reader, but I would love to read books if that makes sense. Like mm-hmm. when, I, when I sit down to read a book, I'm sleeping 15 minutes, or I'm just reading it and not retaining it. Right. That, that's always been a struggle for me in life, is reading and retaining something. So I have to, like, really read it and be focused on it to retain it. Right. Most of the time, when I'm like, you know, I got the Jay-Z book that I ain't even never finished. I what, the decode it? Yeah. Mm. Got that in the bookshelf. You know, I read, like, half of it over time, and it's like, you forget so there's a space in between you go back and read a few chats. Like, I'm just cycling through the first half of the book over and over and over. Right, to refresh your memory. <laughs> yeah. So, I got a Tiger Woods book that I ain't touched. It's just stuff like that that's like, I wish I could read a book. Like, my my, my wife would, would get five books and be done with them on Sunday. Like, seven days late. Like, she reads all the time. Man. It's crazy. I don't, I don't understand how she does it, but... 
Yeah, my concentration level ain't that ain't that great when it comes yeah. to like sitting down as like, all right, I'm gonna conquer this, I'm gonna read this book or whatever. Like I read a couple books here and there and it's taken me forever. It's literally been like, All right, I'm on chapter three. Like, look, I'm gonna get through chapter six today. Take right. put my phone in the other room, turn the TV off, lock myself in a room and do it. And but you know, read is not supposed to be like that. It's supposed to be enjoyable. It's supposed to be relaxing. You're supposed to learn something about a character or whatever the case would be, a fiction or a nonfiction book. But the audio book, man, it was just so convenient for me, just with ripping and running. I got a 30 minute drive to work every day, so boom, 30 minutes to work, boom, another 30 minutes home. I found myself like uh, at the crib, like man, I'm gonna just get through the rest of this chapter, sitting on a couch, kicking back, just enjoying the book. And so that's what I'm saying. The audio book has to be the move. <laughs> it gotta be, man. It, it's it's a beautiful thing, man. I even took it uh, when I was at the gym working out, man. So she covers like everything, especially from my uh, my age. That's like the lanes that she was talking about. She talks about going out to L.A. That famous interview she did with Tupac. Yeah. Uh, talks about obviously uh, really puts not puts Diddy in a bad light, but talks about her beef i guess you could say with diddy and over the years like because she was real cool with mary and then her being cool with mary you know they're from y'all she's from yonkers the locks from yonkers so she had a real tight connection with the locks and when the locks left bad boy she had them up there like trying to help them get their pub publishing back from puff and just like really like it seemed like every three third chapter it was a diddy story and like yeah. None of them were good until the epilogue where he donated money because she ran the New York City Marathon. Like, it was just like, damn, damn, Puff. Like, right. it's always you. It's always money. It's always unhappy people. And I'm a Puff fan. Right. Some people just, they they grind and, and, and what their goals are, nothing come between that. Like, and they don't, they're not good people persons, you know? <laughs> like, I've always looked at Puff like he's not, he he's not a good people's person. He he wants what he wants and his goals and how he's gonna achieve them. And nothing, anything else comes second. Right. Look at his chick. They've been back and forth for how long? <laughs> so many baby mamas. Right. Like he got a lot going on to where it's like he gotta just be about him and, and what he wanna do because if not, he's done. Like his his time will be stretched so many places to where he got just to still just keep being an asshole for as long as he can. <laughs> now I got into an argument with my uh, brother about this before. Uh, he said, "All right, why in hip hop or in the black community, people that are disgruntled with Puff, they say he's the devil. They say, all right, look at what happened to Shine. Look what happened to shoot Lil Kim, and look what happened to Biggie." And people are unhappy, like 112, like with their contracts and stuff like that. But in the black community, we look at them as a as devil. But then you look at the other CEOs of record labels, like the Jimmy Iovines, who has situations with artists, and Clyde Davis, disgruntled employees or whatever. They just, right. it's always looked at as, oh, it's just business. But then. I had 30 or 40 years of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's looked at just as business with those people. But then when you put a black man in that position, making mm -hmm. just business moves, people feel some type of way. Yep. We, we, we 400 years behind. <laughs> 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 the, the boys been, you know, 
the white people have been in those positions to where that wasn't even a dream for people mm-hmm. of color. <laughs> like, so it's just now getting to where it's like, damn, but we deserve the same shit too. Like, you know, it's like, it's really coming out there. Like, and people just are having a hard time adjusting to the fact that they not, you know, it's white, white privilege should even exist that term, you know, like it, it should just be people who want to excel or they don't. Mm. Bottom line. Mm. That's real. That's real. That's <laughs> real, man. Now, I hit you up uh, via text the other day. Did you have a chance to uh, think about your most disappointing hip-hop albums of all time? I did. I didn't get to dig, dig too much, but when I saw this one, I rolled with it because this, I, 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 I can remember this being a disappointment. So this is something that in my, you know, time of and being involved in this hip hop that I feel like was a disappointment. Okay. I'm rolling with Kingdom Come. Oh, hope. That one was so, the hype around it was so much. And then for it to be what it was, like, and for him to even say it, like, he co-signed it, you know, like, he, he has said that, that is one of his like least favorite albums, like probably his worst album. I'm dig- I'm Cause, looking cause, up the track list right now. Because <laughs> it was, to my if I remember correctly, it was considered like his comeback album. Like we yep. retired and then came back. That was supposed to be his comeback album, and it just it it wasn't what people was wanting. Yeah, I'm looking at that track list right now. I only can think about. I mean, it had, it had commercial success. Show me what you got. Lost one. Uh, Hollywood was a pretty dope track. And but a lot of those were like the commercial. The that about the, it. Yeah, <laughs> That's them, about it. Them commercial tracks held it down for him as far as sales. You know, I think it still sold well. I just think for what it was supposed to be his comeback album, people wanted some, you know, some fire, and it just wasn't. It was more like poppier stuff. You know, <laughs> right? Yeah. Then what? Then what people wanted. You know, it might not necessarily been a poppy song, but people wanted some real Jay Z spit, and they just didn't get that with that album. So that's my pick. All right, man. I'm I'm about to. I, I got a story behind mine too. My dis, most disappointing album of all time is Snoop Dogg Dog Father. Now yeah. rewind <laughs> to 1996. I'm like, what? I'm in high school. Snoop is obviously like the biggest thing in hip hop. The Doggy Style album is beyond super classic. The Chronic is super duper classic. So it's this spot called the Record Exchange. Uh, we used to have them all around Cleveland or whatever, and it's one uh near my high school called on Coventry. So one day after school, you know, we all hang out on Coventry. We go hit up the the record spot. You know, you should get CDs for like $5, like discount joints. Like, oh, man, somebody came and traded this in. Like, oh, I'm getting that. Like an old school joint. Like, oh, yeah, I got to have that in my collection. So I'm in there one day skimming the uh, $5 section. I see Snoop. I'm like, Snoop, Dollfather. Oh, that's the new joint. Grab it. I was like, yo, got it for five bucks. Right. Get to the crib. Throw it in the CD player. All right, that's kind of all right. Skip, skip, like, eh. skip. <laughs> I skipped through every single track. 
It was so bad. It was so terrible. It is still terrible to this day, and I'm a big Snoop fan, man. I yeah. promise the goodness, it's two songs on there that I like, man. <laughs> two songs. And not even just because it was. I was so hyped to get it. it I was so hyped to get it for $5. I was like, man, I'm... I'm Cause like that was the thing. Like, what can you find for the low low? Like, right. how how long can you wait before you get a dope CD for the low? So in my head, I, when I got to school the next day, I was gonna bust out with the brand new Snoop CD for five. Like, how you find that? Where'd you get that? Da, 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 da. I was gonna be the man. Wrong. I didn't even tell nobody. I told my cousin and my brother. Like, this shit is whack. It's terrible. They was like, bullshit. I don't believe you. They played it. They agree. And not only was the the CD terrible, but the if you listen to it, the audio quality on it was terrible. It was sound like Snoop was like whispering. You know, Snoop doesn't have yeah. like a robust, like oh type of voice. Right. You know what I'm saying? He has a softer voice anyway. And it just sounded like he was like talking away from the microphone. It was like he wasn't even like his mic wasn't even on. Like the audio quality on it was terrible. And come to find out in later times, man, that was obviously when Dr. Dre was leaving and Suge forced that album to come out. It's like, yo, these, like, said some of those songs weren't even mastered. <laughs> they put out they put out songs that weren't mastered after Dr. Dre left. So that's the type of things that was going on at Death Row, man. They put out one of the worst albums in hip-hop history by one of the greatest artists in hip-hop history, Snoop. Mm-hmm. And... Man, oh god, dude, go go illegally download that <laughs> and listen I, I to it. I think I might have that somewhere. I remember that cover, like the, the orange, or whatever that was, like the it was like the black. Yeah, the, all black is said, dog father. Bottom right. The only song that I can remember on there is a uh, blueberry, and that's the only song that I ever listened to because it had corrupt on it, it had Lady of Rage. Everything else was terrible, man. Oh my gosh, that was yeah, such a, a disappointment, too. man. <laughs> that's definitely a bad one too. <laughs> <laughs> now we got to touch on Rockgate, as uh, my brother Curtis Man the Third calls it, <laughs> up there at Wright State, man. So Wright State has officially made <laughs> the Shade Room for the Shade Room. That's like six million people. <laughs> <laughs> for all, I guess you don't ever want to be found on the Shade Room, but. These are definitely for the wrong reasons, man. Can you tell the people why we made the shade room? Yes. Um, there is a rock. See, look at this. I'm not even a right state guy, and I know the story. Yeah, man. There is, there is a rock that sits outside. I believe it's... Is it, now, it's, correct me. I might be wrong. Is it the rock that's right next to the library? Yep. That, yeah, okay. yeah, it's so like across from the library and like right before you go into uh, the woods, the dormitories yes. in the woods. Yeah. And that rock has always been kind of painted, you know, like you might see like the high school rock with a senior class put their senior year on it and, you know, whatever, the seniors get to paint the rock type of rock. Now, now this is a Wright State rock, so it, it's had all kinds of different things. It's supposed to be like the the unity rock, you know, mm-hmm. like so whatever Wright State is feeling, put it on the rock, you know, that's kind of what it's meant to be. Sororities, yeah. fraternities of, you know what I'm saying, other groups on campus. So, the rock has been painted, of course, Black Lives Matter, because of, you know, recent things that have been happening in our society. And then people have been coming back and painting it, White Lives Matter. And it went back to Black Lives, and it's back to White Lives. And, like, now it's getting to where people are, like, like the students are 
you know, protest like this, it's starting to get live on Wright State right now. So it's, it's sad in a way, but in a way, it's 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 public opinion. You know, people get speaking on it however they feel. It just leaves room for more dialogue. I think at the end of the day, it got to be used uses energy properly, you know, but. It ain't looking like that's being the case right now. Yeah, it's definitely not because <laughs> the uh, thing about it is the people that say all lives matter, I I understand what their their premise is. I, I I get I get it, but like when someone goes up there and crosses out the Black Lives Matter and does the White Lives Matter, I just think it's a form of baiting and trying to cause ruckus. I don't think it's trying to cause a unity it's not trying to cause discussion i think it's trying to say fuck you like we gonna go do this in the middle of the night around four o'clock in the morning when ain't nobody up and put white lives on it it matter and then we gonna walk past it the next day and laugh at everybody standing there like oh how could somebody do this like and they got the little inside joke the problem what they're doing is they're hiding right they're not putting their face to their to their feelings and leaving room for people to come talk to them. Right. It's like, so it is kind of like an asshole move. Like we just doing this because y'all did that. And we just doing this. Right. It's kind of like a co-term Edward said. Put your name on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you you that bad. You that bold about it. You riding for yours like that. Come put your name on it. Come come to the table and let's talk about it if you feel that way. Exactly. But that'll never happen, though. No. That's that's what's wrong with the, the world we live in. Everybody hides behind, you know, something. Instead of instead of coming out and, and sitting down, like, they they rebuilding these libraries, use them. Mm-hmm. Use them room, sit down, talk, be, be adults about the situation and figure out why you feel that way. Like, I saw a post about, the, it was a high school guy, a high school principal, white guy, like a, mostly a black school. He was doing that Juju on the beat song. He was he was doing the dance. Oh yeah, I seen that. And I saw a post that said something to, to the extent of like, you see white people who get to know us, and you probably won't hate us, and we'll probably like you even more. You know what I'm saying? Like it's kind of something on that regard. But it's like he had that rapport with his students to where they knew he was a genuine person, and they were having a good time with their principal. So that was that that was kind of what the you know what needs to be done is like. People need to sit down and get to know each other more instead of like hiding behind the fact that they don't like this for a certain reason or like that for a certain reason. It's like it'd be better to just, you know, sit down and talk about it. So. Man, talk is cheap sometimes though, man. I I really think I was talking to Kurt about this, texting when like what can, you know, uh us graduates do to help with the situation. And it's just, you know, I don't know necessarily think that marching helps anymore. Like we, like you said, we need dialogue with people. And I think the dialogue with people isn't happening. I think it's more of people preaching to the choir. Like they're only talking to people that they already agree with. You know, the people that feel all lives matter are only talking to all lives matter people. Black lives matter. Only talking to Black Lives Matter people. It's not a collective. It's not enough unity going on to say, hey, let's sit down with these people that feel this way and we can come together and find a solution. I think it's just more people talking the same rhetoric to each other. So I don't think that's just basically talking circles. You're not getting anywhere. Exactly. I don't know, man. I 
I don't even know what the solution is. So if somebody yeah, so, has a solution, so, so, I'm all ears. The problem is that eighty percent of us that feel this way, we, we're doing, we're just talking in circles, circles with circles with each other. Mm. Like, it's like the the twenty percent that just are stuck in their way, they're the ones that need to be getting this information. Need to be, you know, that they might not have people in their lives that that are of a different race. So they might really be just hardcore about their people because they don't deal with nobody else. You know, like there's people in parts of Ohio that don't see or frequent to meet black people, and if they do, they know them because it's the only one in the town. You know, like those are the people that might need to be, you know, need to go and talk to them and, and figure out why they feel a certain way. Because that's that's the issue is the people that that feel us that that are on the, are on this page and understand it. They're the ones that are. We need to reach out to people that are not getting this information, are not being exposed to other races and cultures and how people live. You know, those are people that need to be touched, in my opinion. Absolutely, man, because you bring that up because, you know, like I was saying, we go out to these way out farm towns that's in the middle of nowhere for these haunted houses. And I was at one over uh, not this past weekend, but the weekend before. And randomly, uh, this guy says, hey, you see those Kaepernick jerseys are half price. Like he said it out of nowhere. I wasn't trying to start a conversation about football at all. (laughs) I was literally doing my thing, trying to get engaged people to play the games and get stuff away for the station. And he just, hey, decided to tell me, hey, man, you see the Kaepernick jerseys are half off. Why are you saying that to me? Exactly. And my my recant was simple. Like, yeah, you got the highest selling jersey in the NFL. Oh, that's just because they're half off. I was like, is it? <laughs> Is that why? <laughs> and walked away because there's nothing else I could say. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I could say something more, but I'm at work. <laughs> exactly. He took advantage of you in a uh, structured atmosphere. <laughs> yeah, and that and that's what I'd be saying. Like, this, that's the sucker shit. Yeah, like, exactly. Like, it, say I wasn't at work. Say I was just there with me and my girl, like, Obviously, you. Aisle six of Kroger's. Yeah. (laughs) Then it might have came off a little differently. Exactly. (laughs) But you know that I'm I'm working like oh he ain't gonna say shit just like the motherfuckers painting the rock in the middle of the night and not even coming up to say that they did it they know it's some sucker shit. Right. Oh man, we need solutions, man. If anybody got a solution, man, let us know. I'm all man, ears, man. Please let us know. <laughs> you can't make this up. Podcast at gmail dot com. One hundred percent, man. <laughs> oh yeah, and uh, before we jump into that, um, we got something else for everybody, man. Had a chance to sit down with the Hodge twins. Yeah, uh, man, people that don't. Yeah, man. Oh man. Great, great. Them great. guys, man. Them guys is off the hook, man. So, uh, I guess we just gonna leave them with that, man. We leave them with the Highest Twins interview. Chopped it up with those dudes, man. People that don't know who the Highest Twins are, man. They're uh, obviously two twin brothers. Got a YouTube channel going on, and now they're taking their talents on the road, man. Hitting the comedy scene. They were up at the Dayton Funny Bone uh, last week, man. So check the Highest Twins out, man. They got an advice channel. On YouTube, fitness channel, a vlog channel, man. They making money off of YouTube, man. So salute and to they, them. And they both had good paying jobs that they stopped to do this. Man, so you can make your dreams come true. Yeah, man. It's out there. Gotta go get it. Absolutely. You can't make this up podcast. Kev Nash. DJ Killer Kev. Via cell phone today. Yeah, man. Remote. <laughs>
I'm on top of the I'm on top of the Kettering Towers right now, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, thanks to the homie DeMarco Bars and Beyond for always holding us down. Absolutely, and shout out to the new pod we got with the um, M City Podcast. Definitely, you know, check them out, man. They good pod, and I've listened to it a few times. So, about to get it in. Yes, sir. Appreciate your boss. We chop it up next week, man. Yeah, yeah. You can't make this up. You check my checking. You Can't Make This Up podcast, Kev Nash, DJ Killer Kev, and we got some special guests in the building. You may need some motivation with your workouts. You may need some advice. They go by the name of the Hodge Twins. What's up, fellas? Hey, what's up? Thanks for having us. Yeah, we're we doing real good. <laughs> Absolutely, man. I guess everybody would want to know, man, how did this whole thing start, man, with the YouTube thing? By accident, really. We actually got fired from our jobs doing YouTube, so... yeah. When we got fired, we had a lot more time to do it. <laughs> it really took off for that, but yeah. it wasn't planned. It was all by accident. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, we've been doing YouTube for about four or five years, and then we say we always wanted to get in a stand-up, so we're giving mm-hmm. that a shot now. Yeah, yeah. man. Mm-hmm. That's dope, man. And yeah. I actually, when I found you guys on YouTube, been watching you guys for a while, you know, I went back to the other videos, and y'all yeah. wasn't always right. know, dumping right. these yeah. with yeah. man. Yeah, man. I was so pretty pudgy. That's a yeah. uh, that's a major transformation, man. Oh hell yeah! Oh hell yeah! yeah How man. that whole thing come about, man? Because I mean, that's a whole lifestyle change, dude. I yeah. was just tired of my wife looking at other dudes, man. <laughs> yeah, I put on all that weight, man. I was all fat and round and shit. And I said, like, man, I gotta clean this up. We was around thirty two when we started training again, yeah. right? Thirty two, right? Mm-hmm. And I uh, got consistent with it, you know, and you know things start popping for us. Start looking good again. Yeah, yeah. yeah start yeah. looking real good. <laughs> Real good. <laughs> so what's some key things people can do just to, you know, give that motivation to get in the gym real quick? Uh, consistency. Um, yeah. Don't go once a week and expect things to change. You got to make it, a, you know, a part of your routine every day. Mm-hmm. So I would say make sure you hit the gym at least three to four times a week. Be more conscious of what you're eating. And just consistency no is pop key. Tarts. You can have a man now and then. <laughs> Everything with moderation is just you yeah. got to, at the end of the day, you got to know how many calories you're getting. So. So, yeah. yeah, you can have your Pop-Tarts, your donuts, and you just can't eat the whole box, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah, and once you start seeing the results, that's going to keep you motivated. That's going to keep you going. Yeah. So that's yeah. how it works. It's mm-hmm. a big circle. Yeah, Absolutely, big circle. man. Mm-hmm. And now you guys are hitting the road, man. You're doing mm-hmm. the comedy thing, man. How did that yeah. come about? Man, that's a natural fit for us, I think, man. Yeah. From what we do on YouTube, we throw a lot of comedy into our tips and advice. Mm-hmm. So, man, let's put this in the act, put it on stage, and take it from there. Yeah. So far, yeah. so good, man. How many series yeah. you guys didn't hit so far? Uh, Got eight shows on our belt now, right, Matt? Yeah. 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 Eight yeah, shows. We just hit Cleveland. Uh, we just left Toledo. Toledo. Tonight so. we're going to be... Damn, where the hell we at? <laughs> <laughs> we in Columbus. We're dating. 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 Damn. 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 Dating. Then we in Columbus. Columbus yeah. tomorrow night. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, Hitting yeah. the road, man. That's rough. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I can only yeah. imagine, man. Yeah, I'm from Cleveland. And, you know, this is a big Ohio State right. city. Dating right. in Columbus, man. So what mm. y'all guys looking to... Get into where y'all in the city. Man, I just go back to my room and go to sleep, man. <laughs> yeah, my I'm wife got that damn cracking on my phone. I can't do shit, man. <laughs> I gotta go back to my room, man. <laughs> yeah, she, she see that damn phone moving. Where you going? Yeah. Yeah, then, it, then the phone ain't moving. They call just to make sure you there with your phone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, man, I don't do much. I just go back, go to sleep, just make sure I stay out of trouble, man. Yeah, yeah. man. How do you guys make sure you stay training, man? Not mm-hmm. you guys on the road and stuff. Well, on this trip, we're not training. Before yeah. we left, we made sure we uh, got four good days of training. On this yeah. trip, four yeah. days, we just going to take it off. Yeah. Right. Get we're, back home, we was going to start training again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, yeah that's the plan. Man. Now, I know you guys were in the military too, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So mm -hmm. how do y'all guys feel about this whole Kaepernick situation? Um, at, in, Initially, at first, I thought it was bad. But, you know, looking looking at it now, it makes sense to me why he's doing it. Because I've been put over gunpoint for no reason at all. So I know what it's like to be have a gun in your face. So I totally agree. It's a peaceful protest. Um, he's not out robbing, killing people over it. I mean, he's... That's his. Uh, that's his right yeah. to do so. And yeah, a lot of people are saying he disrespecting the nation, the flag. That's not what his whole. Yeah. His whole point is he's just trying to bring attention to the problem. Yeah, it has nothing to do. I with mean, the flag. he could have maybe could have went about it a different way, but yeah, hey, but, I, I I still respect for his decision. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know what I mean. So it's all good on my end. Yeah. Very dope, man. And I appreciate you guys falling through. But I got to ask y'all, man, how many YouTube channels do y'all have? Because, I mean, every time I check my feed, y'all yeah. got a video up, man. So how many right. days are y'all shooting? Like, yeah. it's just, they just Usu keep coming. Usually we shoot all the videos in a day just to free up time because um, mm -hmm. we got so many other things. So we'll take maybe one or two days out of the whole week and just shoot videos all day. Yeah. And put them together and just schedule them to go up certain days. So Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. But we got four. Yeah, we got we got ass cars twins where we give relationship advice. Yeah. <laughs> we got twin muscle workout fitness advice. Yeah. Fast and Twins is like a vlogging channel. Yeah, just us acting Hogs a Twins, we talk current events. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, yeah man, I saw y'all was uh, doing the IF for a minute too, man. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you <laughs> all sucked up and shot. <laughs> yeah, man. And after you said yeah. it, I was like, yeah, they do look a little different. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah. Got some skeletal action going in my yeah, face, Yeah, you got to be careful with that fast, man. You lose a lot of weight real quick. Yeah. No, yeah. you, could, you could definitely overdo it. You could definitely get an eating disorder <laughs> <laughs> if you don't watch what you're doing. Yeah. Said, wait a minute, I haven't eaten three days. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Yeah, build your body not to eat, you know? Yeah. Yeah, man. Mm -hmm. Yeah, man. So how's the things going on the road, man, with the show, man? Everything's good? Man, everything's, yeah, everything's good. good. Getting a great response from people. Places are selling out. People enjoying the show. So yeah. So everything yeah. looks good. Yeah, it's funny, man. Good. Some people, you know, they come out to the show, it's like, uh, damn, man, you guys are actually comedians. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. I thought y'all was just gonna stand up and take your shirt off and start flexing. And shit. <laughs> Doing push ups. Yeah, man. I was like, no, yeah. man. We we put a lot of hard work into this act, yeah, man. A lot of, a lot of work. Rehearsals. How long you guys been training for that? Because I mean, that's not an easy transition, um, man. No, it's not, man. Just stand on stage. People and pay their money. Get sitting there looking at you. Yeah, like, come on, make laugh. me laugh, man. Pay my damn money, come see your yeah, ass. And once you walk on that stage, it gets real lonely up there. You got like a couple hundred to five hundred people looking at you. Mm -hmm. Look, man, the pressure's on, man. <laughs> So, so we put a lot of time. We started into back it. in January was our mm -hmm. first show, mm -hmm. and uh, it's and been it's totally different from shooting a video in your yeah. house mm -hmm. to walking on that stage. It's totally different. It's definitely a, a craft, man. You got work on. Yeah. Just don't walk up her. Yeah. yeah, you know. And I mean, so we're starting a YouTube channel. I mean, it can mm -hmm. you have to be entertaining for yeah. people to get mm -hmm. that following and yeah. everything like that because mm -hmm. you guys had a big following before mm -hmm. you started doing the workout stuff. Yeah. So how yeah. how that come about? Just being mm -hmm. consistent too. Yeah. Well, a lot of times our fans, hey, won't y'all start a workout channel? Hey, won't y'all do a channel on uh, relationships? Yeah, it was all recommended to us from people who follow us. So yeah. all the channels we got is because of our our fans, really, because yeah. they, really they told want, us to do it. Yeah, mm -hmm. they wanted to know our outlook on relationships. Yeah, <laughs> that's like, a hot channel right there. I love that channel. That channel <laughs> yeah, easy, man. man. <laughs> My wife hates it because <laughs> I'll be in the bed laughing yeah. while she watching Love and Hip Hop, and, uh, and she be, I have my beats on, and she yeah. be like, "What is you watching?" Them again? <laughs> oh, you back in the gym? Good, good. Like, yeah. no, I ain't back in the gym. I'm just here to get yeah. some 
relationship advice. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, yeah. a lot of good stuff came from YouTube. Like, uh, we was just recently, we did a little cameo appearance in Issa Rae's new show on HBO, Insecure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We was in that. So, mm-hmm. I mean, YouTube totally changed our life, you know? That's yeah. really dope, cool. Man. How do y'all feel about the new YouTube feature where you actually have to, like, click on the button to say, yes, I want to see this feed, even though people are subscribed to you guys? Oh, man. I don't know, man. Yeah. I mean, that's our business, man. I just got to do what I do to try yeah. to get the views and yeah, do what we do. They've changed so much since we started. You just got to roll with it. You yeah. can't get down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's their platform. It. You got to roll with it. So. Mm-hmm. Right. So I'll provide the content. Mm-hmm. They got they got me a website I can upload and I can create my, you know, I can reach out to the people who follow me. So Yeah, all over the world. So yeah. can't. Com- yeah, you can't, can't complain. complain. Yeah. You can't complain. Yeah, yeah, man. I mean, only not only that, man. You guys are changing people's lives with the motivation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We brought that comedy to it. Everybody's like serious. Okay, just you know, people get serious in fitness. Man, it ain't got to be like that, man. Yeah, just got to make it fun because people hate working out. Yeah, you know? <laughs> they do. So man. if you can make people laugh and get them to relax so they can train and see, hey, this is not so bad, and make it a normal fitness life, it makes it a lot easier. Yeah. You know. Yeah, man. Uh, I just I've been out. Two about a month into these five AM workouts, boy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Every day when my alarm go off at four thirty, I just want to throw that damn thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it gets, it yeah. can't be already. It cannot possibly be four thirty in the morning already. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. yeah, yeah. But that's the only time I got. I yeah. know you got same, to same way for us, man. Before we got fired, we used to go, get to the before <laughs> <laughs> we get to the gym. It was what six thirty, six in the morning. Because we had man. to be at work at eight, so we uh-huh. hit a real quick workout, forty five minutes yeah. to an hour. Because mm-hmm. I didn't have other time. Got got kids and stuff, so yeah, you had to make time. Make time. Got to make other time. time. Is early in the morning, man. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. ain't nothing gonna stop me from watching uh, Love and Hip Hop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Man, I appreciate you guys falling through, man. How can people stay in contact with you even if they don't know already? Yeah. Uh, Twitter's at Harsh Twins. Yeah. Um, my Instagram is at official Hogs Twins. Yeah, official. Yeah. Official in front of Hogs Twins. And if you're interested in the tour, you can hit uh, hogstwinstour.com. That's where we got all our cities, our dates, and mm-hmm. the ticket links. Mm-hmm. Very dope, man. I mm-hmm. appreciate y'all falling through, man. Oh, cool. About Thanks for having some us. Gains. Oh, yeah. make all kinds of gains. All, all kinds. kinds.